More recruiting news for IU basketball, and not the good kind once again, as IU misses out on another 2023 recruit. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Monday, August 8th. This is Locked on Hoosiers, your one and only daily one-stop shop for everything IU Athletics. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rude. want to thank you guys for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every single day. Uh, it seems to be a trend of late. We have 2023 IU basketball recruiting news, but it hasn't been the good kind uh, a little over a week ago, they miss out on Xavier Booker in that class. On Sunday, Jamie Kaiser, another guy that they really prioritized in the class, announced his commitment to Maryland over Indiana, and I believe Virginia was the other school in his final three. Uh, a tough blow for Indiana because, like I said, they made Kaiser a priority, someone they'd really recruited strongly, uh, but someone, Kaiser, who... Uh, ends up wanting to stay close to home. He's from the DMV area um, and ended up choosing Maryland after kind of growing up as a fan. couple things from him on his commitment. Quote, I chose Maryland mainly because of the people that I'll be around, but most importantly, the coaching staff and Coach Willard. Uh, Kaiser said he was uh, playing at home for the program he grew up rooting for and an opportunity for immediate playing time were the keys to his decision, that second part coming from uh, Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier, kind of paraphrasing, Kaiser committed on the 247 Sports, I believe uh, their Twitter, it was a live stream, he did it at 2 p.m. on Sunday, so uh, not great news, but it's kind of one of those things where Kaiser's a great, a very talented player, we talked to Jason Jordan about it last week, certainly going to talk to him this week, Um He's someone that IU wanted, but it's hard to really blame a kid if he's staying at home and, and playing for a school he rooted for. I've seen some stuff about you You can tell from his mentality that he's wanting immediate playing time, yada, yada, yada. That is nonsense to me. Uh, I, I don't buy any of that. And if I were a, a college prospect, it would be really hard for me to say no to my hometown school where I can step in and immediately play. I find any of that kind of argument very silly. Uh, the <laughs> The problem is uh, the Hoosiers miss out on Kaiser. They've missed out on Brooks. Now it looks like they may be uh, falling back in the recruitment of Deshaun Harris-Smith, who uh, someone that IU had in the, for a visit the same week that they had in um, Kaiser and – it seems like the the Hoosiers are, are not really in as much. It's hard to really word this. Basically, it doesn't seem like Harris Smith is really considering IU much. And so it seems like they've kind of fallen back in this uh, recruitment. Uh, after, even after that visit, there was some stuff during the visit. He was when he was supposed to be. Um, on campus visiting, he was posting stuff about kind of other schools, which I don't put a lot into, but um, kind of considering the context and what we seem to know now, uh, 
it's interesting. Now, this seems to be a lot more hearsay more than anything else, but um, it is the the kind of mumblings that we're hearing. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see what IU's focus is moving forward in 2023. Uh, they still are recruiting Arrington Page, who it seems like uh, they've made a lot of inroads with, though they certainly did that with Kaiser as well. So we'll see if they're able to close the deal on Page. They, I mean, obviously they have a, a a pair of great prospects already committed. We spent Wednesday's episode uh, largely talking about Gabe Cups and Ja'Kai Newton. If you guys missed that, go listen to that. I don't think it's time to worry because, like I said, they have two good guys coming in. Uh, this is just back-to-back losses like this stings a little bit. Uh, we'll see if they're able to close the deal on Page and then see who they shift their focus to. Maybe it's someone like TJ Power who uh, they've recruited, maybe not put a a high priority on, someone that's really rising up the ranks. We'll try to get some more insight into all this on uh, Wednesday's episode when we talk to to Jason Jordan, uh, Director of Basketball Recruiting at Sports Illustrated, try to see where the Hoosiers stand on things and who they might target moving forward. We have some football news. We finally got a press conference from... Uh, Tom Allen after the first week of fall camp. We'll see. We'll talk about some of the big takeaways, including someone who uh, is expected to be on the field week one for the Hoosiers. That is a really, really big get for them. First, though, uh, as you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job in the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. So why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality. Uh, delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find candidates you want to talk to faster. And did you know that every week, nearly 40 million seekers, job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every single day. Go subscribe to our YouTube. I'll tell you about it every day, every podcast, but it is growing over there. Uh, if you guys can head over there, subscribe, and uh, you can join the conversation. A little bit easier to to excuse me to talk about the Hoosiers and uh, join the the other listeners that are commenting and whatnot over there. A little more interactive than listening to the podcast. Uh, like I mentioned, Tom Allen had his first press conference, really or media availability, whatever you want to call it, since spring or fall camp started. The big takeaway from this uh, is that DJ Matthews is expected to be ready for week one. Enormous news. We've talked a lot about I use offense, I use wide receivers, the lack of um, experience they have in that front, and DJ Matthews was kind of this big question mark as to whether he would be ready or not 
and whether um, he'd be fully recovered from that injury. He's probably not going to be fully recovered. Just kind of the nature of those injuries, you can't really replicate um, the in-game kind of atmosphere and things of that nature without being in the game. So there's going to still be a little bit of rust and he's going to have to shake off, but having him available will be absolutely enormous. Uh, he did not practice in the spring. Tom Allen said because of that injury, which makes sense. He was only a, a handful of months out from surgery, about five, six months, maybe removed from surgery, uh, during spring camp. So makes sense. He didn't practice. He did mention Tom Allen, uh, the general consensus among the coaching staff after the first practice of fall camp was just kind of acknowledging how much they missed him last season, how much they needed him. Uh, I use offense was struggling to say the least, even when he was in there, but he provided a spark and a, a, a dynamic, uh, kind of impact that nobody else on the offense really provided, uh, there was big playability whenever he was on the field and that wasn't there when he left. It was entirely gone. Uh, you would have hoped Ty Freifogel would have been able to provide it. He struggled all season, uh, as did the quarterbacks, as did every aspect. One of those was the offensive line who, uh, there's only been one practice so far at the time Tom Allen talked on Friday there had only been one practice they had done in pads. They'd only had three total practices. Only one of them had been done in pads. Friday was a rest day. Obviously, there's probably been a couple practices since then, but when he spoke, it was just that day. So he was asked how the offensive line had done. He basically said it's really hard to assess offensive line play when there isn't when you're when you're doing non-contact practice, basically. Uh, he said the the one day they were in pads, they looked good. But outside of that, you really can't assess how an offensive line is doing if they can't actually block oncoming rushers. So that one is very much a um, work in progress, I guess, just kind of getting an evaluation on them. As much as we've spent talking about the wide receivers and the running backs and the ongoing quarterback battle, things of that nature. Um, it None of this really matters if the offensive line isn't good. And we saw last season that the offensive line struggled and everything was derailed out after that. So if this offensive line struggles again, it really doesn't matter to a certain extent if DJ Matthews is out there, if Connor Bazelik or Jack Tuttle win the job, if Sean Shivers is a three-down back, if they're if the offensive line isn't able to to have a huge bounce back year, all that's kind of moot points because your entire offense is derailed when the offensive line struggles. The good news is, as we discussed, there's a, a ton of experience on that offensive line. We talked about that in Thursday's show, looking at the depth chart, uh, the first depth chart of the season. If you guys missed that, a lot of experience on that offensive line. Hopefully. They've learned from their mistakes, as, an, as nice as I can say it, and they've improved on those, on those weaknesses, and are ready to take a big step forward because um, IU really, really needs them to be much improved from, from last season to really have much of a chance. Uh, their defense is, I think, going to keep them in a lot of games, as was the case last year, but last year 
That offensive line struggled. The whole offense struggled and it made the defense stay on the field a lot. Uh, and I think it wore them down, as we said a couple times. That offensive line is able to win battles and keep the offense on the field. You're keeping your defense fresh, and it's just an overall positive. So I think so much of IU season hinges on that offensive line play, and it's going to be the biggest thing to watch early in the year, I think, is if the offensive line play is good, uh, it allows quarterbacks to sit back, build some chemistry with those receivers, things of that nature. So it's going to be uh, interesting to see how this all plays out, but we're certainly going to be keeping an eye on that. And certainly lots of excitement that DJ Matthews is going to be on the field for game one. Knock on wood, he should be on the field for game one. He's a huge big play threat. Uh, technically, he's not listed as a starter. Again, I said on Thursday, I think that came down to his health. If he's healthy, he'll be the starter. Uh, he's also listed as a punt returner. So getting someone with big playability like that, uh, where it feels like any play, they could take it to the house. Um, that's huge for an IU offense that has so many questions, explosive playmakers being one of them that we haven't really talked about. So excited to see DJ Matthews on the field. Hopeful, optimistic about what the offensive line can bring to uh, this new season as well. We got an updated uh, way too early top 25 from ESPN that features the Hoosiers. We'll talk about where they came in, uh, whether they were Big Ten favorites or not, and some of the opponents uh, they'll be facing where they came in as well next season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs uh, find all your sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news on every league from MLB to NFL to NHL to combat sports to esports. Even golf is on there. It's exactly what it says. Even golf is on Bet Online. Uh, they have future odds for uh, NCAA um, for team wins. I'm double checking real quick. IU's line has been at four wins. I don't know why it would have moved. It has not. IU football over under a four wins. Uh, if you're really optimistic about this offensive line, uh, you can you can try to take the over in that, see if IU has a bounce back season in them. I don't know if I'm that optimistic. Uh, Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sporting wagering information from live in-game betting scores and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Bet Online, where the game starts. So, uh, I don't know if you guys saw over the weekend. Um, the uh, In the MLS, Andrew Gutman, uh, some of you soccer fans would remember, uh, big time standout IU soccer player. Uh, he has had an up and down career a little bit uh, in the MLS. He's uh, struggled to find a landing spot. He went to Celtic for a while, and that didn't really work out. He played at Charlotte, Cincinnati, Atlanta, the Red Bulls. He's been all over the place a little bit. Uh, but on Sunday, Gutman <laughs> scored an absolute banger, uh, an absolute rocket uh, in the uh, in injury time to win the game for Atlanta. It's a goal. You guys absolutely have to see 
it was his first ever goal. And what a way to get it. First ever goal for Atlanta, I should say. And what a way to get it. Um, it is what a what an impressive performance what a uh or an impressive goal what a what a moment for him really uh go watch that goal if you haven't seen it uh score your first goal in a winner against um Seattle at home the place erupted absolutely go find that goal if you didn't see it ESPN's way too early top 25 uh lists came out it was actually Late July. Uh, I missed it at the time, but still relevant. Uh, we're still in off-season mode, so we can we can go back a few weeks. Um, Indiana still came in at 15. Nothing really changed there. In reality, there wasn't a lot of shakeup in general. Uh, if I'm being honest, I don't know why they released a new one, because nothing has really changed. They had released one post-NBA um, draft kind of decision, deadline so you knew who was staying and who was going uh i guess this one you could make the argument it's a transfer one but uh almost across the board nobody changed uh position uh the bottom of the top 25 was the only kind of shakeup, but nobody went from unranked to ranked or vice versa nobody dropped out nobody moved into the rank it was still the same 25 teams just in a kind of a different order uh but Indiana's still staying at number 15, uh, still the Big Ten favorite. Uh, only one other Big Ten team was ranked. It was Illinois at number 25. Michigan was receiving votes. Uh, the kind of focus on IU's section was how a team – that IU had a successful season last year, but in the grand scheme of things, a team that lost 14 games, snuck into the tournament ultimately, got blown out by St. Mary's, is now the Big Ten favorite – uh, part of it, I mean, a fair amount of it was discussing they bring in Jalen Hutchifino, Malik Renault, Trace Stays, uh, but also how much drop-off there is in the Big Ten Conference with Wisconsin, Purdue, Iowa all losing lottery picks, uh, Illinois losing Kofi Coburn and having some guys transfer out and graduate, Ohio State losing a good amount of talent, even if they had a strong recruiting class. Uh, all that kind of leads to almost – to some extent, by default, Indiana being the last team left that is actually returning talent from last season. So um, Indiana is pretty clearly the favorite heading into the season based on uh, this ESPN Top 25 from Jeff Borzello. So exciting on that front. Um, I use opponents for those keeping track, some of the uh, non-con teams that they're going to be facing Number one on this ranking is UNC, so IU. Uh, decent shot that the number one team in the nation comes to Bloomington for the ACC Big Ten Challenge. Um, exciting, but that's going to be a, a tough, tough game. I think we knew that regardless of the ranking. Number six, Kansas Jayhawks, who, um, I mean, IU going to Fog Allen. It's a fun experience, but I'm not expecting a lot from that game. That one is going to be uh, a tough one for the Hoosiers to come away with. Um, playing in Fog Allen in general is going to be tough, but a top 10 Kansas team in Fog Allen is about as tough as it gets. Arizona, who I use going to meet at a neutral court in Las Vegas, is number 16. 
Uh, and then Xavier is who IU plays in the Gavit games. They're going to, or they're receiving votes in this poll just outside the top 25. So pretty good shot that IU plays four different top 25 ranked teams in non-conference play. Compare that to last year where I don't believe they played anyone uh, that was ranked in co- non-conference play. A big difference. So we're going to learn a lot about this Indiana team. Uh, this upcoming non-conference slate as opposed to last season where we didn't really know anything. We're going to know a lot going into conference play about this Indiana team. Thanks again, guys, for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every day. We'll be back with you tomorrow to look at IU football schedule uh, and rank the games from easiest to hardest uh, and see where the winnable games are for Indiana. Now, know what your team is up against across the Big Ten with Locked On Big Ten. Every day, host Nate Dickinson and the local experts of Locked On take you across the Big Ten in 30 minutes. Make Locked On Big Ten your second listen, Locked On Big Ten. Follow us on Twitter, if you don't already, at LO underscore Hoosiers. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave a quick rating and review. Most importantly, though, guys, have a terrific Monday. Hope your week starts off great. And LEO.